Welcome to Peak City Church. We pray that this message fills you with hope and encourages you wherever you are. Also, follow us on social media at Peak City Co. to stay connected with us. Be blessed. Today, today, today is Grow Sunday. We're talking about what it means to grow spiritually. All right? And, and all cards on the table, the, the reason today is the day for that, it is no coincidence that today is also the launch of our new semester of groups, all right? Peak City groups are starting today. You can sign up for one on our website, peakcityco.com. We got all kinds of groups, men's, women's, married couples groups. They're meeting all across the city at different times and uh, really just talking about the, 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 the weekly sermon here at Peak City and what God's teaching you through it. And it's a great chance to grow together, right? And so no doubt we're going to talk about spiritual growth on, on the day that we are meeting and, 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 and uh, opening these groups. But even if you didn't join a Peak City group, um, I want you to understand what it takes to grow spiritually. All right? and, and that's really, really important for a lot of reasons. If you're brand new to faith, if you're not entirely sure what you think about Jesus and God and all of this, it's really important to know what it takes to grow spiritually because if you keep going down this road, if you keep journeying through discovering Jesus and learning what he's all about, I want you to see what the next several months and years of your life could look like and what it takes to grow spiritually. But for, for the rest of you that have maybe been here for a while, you've been following Jesus for a while, uh, it's really important for you to know, especially at a church like ours, okay? A, a, a church like ours, and, and we're not like most churches. I think you've probably sensed that. Like we are a church that is absolutely committed and focused on helping people understand who Jesus really is. Like we're trying to help people that maybe have written church off, have written faith off, have not really given it a chance to see that, that faith is more than what they ever expected and anticipated it to be, right? So we're focused on helping people come to faith. We're, we're focused on reaching people. And, and because of that, at a church like ours, it's really important for you to know how to grow. Because inevitably, at some point in time, you are going to come to faith and, and you, if, if, if you start following Jesus, you at some point in time will sit there and you will ask the question, is this it? Is this it? Do I just go to church? <laughs> is that what it is? Like I give my life to Jesus and I just show up at a service every week. Is that, is that it? It's like it's, it, it, you'll, you'll have that feeling very similar to how my kids felt the first time I took them hiking. Like, uh, like, you know, we were like new, we were not OG Coloradans. We were very new to the scene because we went hiking and we bought all the gear before we knew if we actually liked it. You know, my kids had like camelback water bags. Like, they had enough water to hike Kilimanjaro for like a little like hour long hike. But like we get out there, we start hiking. You know, we, I, I think the first one was like Gold Camp Road. We took them up to Gold Camp Road and, and we, we start hiking and walking. And my oldest son, my oldest son looks at me about 10 minutes in. He's like, is this it? We just walk. I'm like, yeah, man, that's it. That's it. That's, that's hiking. You've, you've, you've heard my phrase where hiking is just hard walking. That's all it is. Right? That's all it is, man. That's it. He's like, man, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I know. I don't either. <laughs> is this it? Right? Is this it? Because at some point you're just going to go, man, there has to be more to faith in this. How do I grow? Do I just show up? Right? And so today I want to show you through... Uh, primarily through James, the brother of Jesus, what he writes in the New Testament. We're going to be in James chapter 1. Uh, I, I want to show you what spiritual growth is all about. I want to show you what it takes to grow spiritually. And it's not complicated. All right? It's a very simple formula. But simple is not always easy. 
All right, it's not complicated. You can grow. It's, it's just that simple, simple isn't always easy. All right, um, and, and what it's going to take, I just, I, I want to set some expectation for you in this. For you to learn what it takes to grow spiritually, you are going to have to rewire some things that have been hardwired in your brain. You're going to have to rewire some things about learning that, that have, have been so drilled into you. I mean, it's like, it, it's, it, it's so um, baked into who you are. It's like, it, it's, it's the same thing like when you go to the movie theater. When you go to the movie theater, what do you eat? Popcorn. Why? Do you ever crave popcorn at any other moment in your life? No, but you walk in the theater, it's like, man, I just really want that popcorn. <laughs> I really want it. Like, it's, but it's, it's like baked into you, right? It's baked into you. When you watch a football game, you sit down with the boys and you, you know, like this afternoon, you're ready to watch a football game. What are you going to drink? If you say Coke, you a liar in church, man. <laughs> if you say Coke, you lying. Like, are we allowed to say we drink beer in church? Right? It's just hardwired into you, man. You watch a game, you want to have a beer, right? It's just like, it's just part of it. When you think about growth, there's something that's hardwired. It is baked into you and you're going to have to un- unwire. You're going to have to redo it. All right, because uh, it's, it's, it's not what it actually takes to grow. All right, James chapter 1, we're starting in verse 22. Y'all ready? All right, <clears throat> thank you for the clap on the side. I appreciate that. James chapter 1, verse 22, it says this. And he says it right up front. I'm going to read the whole passage to you, but right up front he says exactly what we're going to have to rewire. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Pause says, here's the deal. If you want to learn how to grow spiritually, you're going to have to unwire something. Do not merely listen to the word. Don't just listen to it. Now, that phrase, listen to the word, uh, is, is how almost all of us think about growth. Not just spiritually, but in any context in life, we think listen to the word. Now, that's a Bible way of saying what we would say today is consuming, here's the word, content. Right? You consume content. If you want to grow... You need to consume content. Like when you're, you know, some of you students in the room, teenagers, and people are asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you say, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a teacher, I want to be an engineer. Well, what's the next thing they say? Where are you going to go to school? Because you go to a classroom, and you sit, and you learn. You soak in content, 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 consume content, consume content. Because if you're going to be something, first you've got to learn, you've got to consume content. Consume content, Right? And, uh, and, and this is no shocker how we've done it in the church. In the church we say, well, okay, if you want to become a good Christian, you want to become a devoted follower of Jesus, you need to consume some content. So then back in the 70s and 80s, we started building wings on these churches called Sunday school. You sit in a classroom and you consume content, 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 consume content, consume content. Right? Then we built these huge Christian bookstores. How many of you ever went to a big Christian bookstore back when bookstores were a thing? So seriously, I, I didn't grow up in church. I, I, I came to faith at, uh, at the age of 17. And because, I, because we all think about growth, we think of content, I thought, man, I don't know anything about Jesus. I don't know anything about faith. I didn't go get a book. 
And so I go to this Christian bookstore and it was like I stepped into an alternate reality. I walk in and it's like, there, there's like a full aisle of nothing but blankets, like quilted blankets with scripture. I'm like, do you have to have a quilt to be a Christian? What is this? And then the next row was like all candles, just plethoras of candles, just like how many candles do you have to have to be a Christian? I, I didn't know this, but that's nothing that you get to the books. The books, it was just like books after books. They had books on everything. They had books on Christian gardening. I didn't know there was a thing. I thought gardening is just gardening, whether you're atheist or Christian, I don't know, it's just gardening. Like, what are we doing? But, and, and that was like 20 years ago, right? Fast forward to today, we have more content, Christian content today than we've ever had at any point in the history of Christianity. I mean, come on, when COVID hit, everybody had to move online. Everyone started writing eBooks. Everyone started a podcast. Every preacher was online. You could listen to him 24 seven as if that's actually what you wanted to do. Everyone had content, content for days, right? Which is awesome, right? That's awesome, especially if content equals growth. If, 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 if what it takes to grow spiritually is content, bro, we set, we ready. Now, you know the answer to this question. It's a rhetorical one, but I want you to answer it anyways. Here's the thing though. If, all, if content equals growth and we got all this content, is the, church, uh, <laughs> is the church now in the year 2022, is it on the incline or the decline? You know the answer. Do we see more spiritual fruit from Christians these days or less? Do we have a better image with the world or a worse image? Do we see more hypocrisy or less? Come on, you know the answer. <laughs> every major statistical study that has been done, every piece of research that's coming out is showing that the church in America is in decline. There are fewer people reading the Bible, going to church, serving and giving sacrificially right now than at any point in the last hundred years. We got more content <laughs> and it ain't doing nothing. It ain't doing nothing. And a side note, the church is in decline. That's why we celebrate and we do prayer and praise and we go nuts in worship because we're one of the few churches in America right now that are growing. It's insane. It's, a, it's an act of God. It's, it's wild. It's not what most churches are experiencing. That's why we go nuts. But we got all this content, but we got no growth. And James would say it's because content does not equal growth. Content doesn't actually do it. He says, here's the deal. You need to not just merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. He said, it's tricky when you go to church <laughs> and listen to a sermon. It's tricky when you open that book and you start reading because you think you're getting credit for it. <laughs> you think being here listening to a sermon makes you a better Christian. <clears throat> I've worked in churches where I've seen people who never missed a Sunday in their life and they're the biggest jerks you'll ever find. They don't look a thing like Jesus. I'm just saying, man, you think you get credit for listening? You think you get credit for reading? You don't get credit. It does not change you. Content does not equal growth. James says you will deceive yourself. You'll deceive yourself. He says what you really need to do is not merely listen to the word. You need to do it. You need to do what it says. You need to put it into action. You see, what you really need if you want to grow is not just content. You need next steps. You need next steps. You need to read something and say, okay, what does God want me to do with this? That's where growth is actually found. He says, otherwise, if you don't, if you don't think through, through next steps, you're like, you're like a guy looking into a mirror in the morning 
and you see what you look like, and then you walk away and you forget what you look like. <laughs> you, ever, you ever done that? You ever, you ever gotten ready in the morning, and uh, you take a quick look in the mirror, and you think you look good? And then you see a picture of yourself later in the day, and you're like, I did not look good. <laughs> This happened to me um, about two months ago. Uh, I was getting ready for our Christmas Eve services. And uh, it was actually Christmas Eve Eve. It was the first of our Christmas Eve services. And uh, confession time, I had not finished my wife's Christmas shopping yet. So I was that husband who was out trying to get some last minute gifts for his wife. But I had to preach that night at six o'clock. So like noon, I got ready. I was trying to look fresh. You know, you can't, you can't come in looking like a chump on Christmas Eve. That's a big day. And um, so I was, I was trying to be well put together. So I'd, you know, get, get ready. And then I'd go off a little early. I'm going to get my wife's Christmas shop done. Then I'm going to come here and i preach, right? Six o'clock service. I'm preaching. I'm so excited. I see in the back of the room, my barber is here. His name is Colby. Love Colby. He's a great guy. Gives a great fade. If you need a barber, Colby's your guy. Colby was here that night and he brought his mom. I was like, that's so sweet. So great. I walk up to Colby afterwards. I, I said, Colby, I'm so glad you came. And he just like looked up in my head. And he was like, hey, did you style your hair today? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I don't think you did. <laughs> he said, you look in a mirror before you went? I was like, no, nah. I mean, yeah. He's like, I, I don't think you did. He's like, cause you got this like alpha alpha spike. That's just like, he's like, every time you turn in the light, I can see it. He's like, how dare you put my work on display like that? <laughs> you think you work in a high pressure environment. I got my barber coming to church and judging my hair. <laughs> Colby's watching online right now. I know he is. <laughs> Uh, but like, you see, but, but, but the problem was I just took a quick glance. I didn't really look, right? And James says that's actually what happens with content. That you can come into it and you can take a quick glance. You can read a few chapters. You can read. You can listen to the podcast. You can read the blog. You can scroll through it. You take a quick glance, right? And then it goes in one ear and out the other and you don't grow. He says what you really need to do is you need to look intently into the law, intently into that content and you need to continue in it. You need to figure out next steps. You've got to move. You've got to do something with it if you want to grow. Spiritual growth requires you to keep moving, to keep moving. How many of you ever watched the show back in the day? It's going to date me a little bit for our younger audience. How many of you ever watched the show, The Biggest Loser? A few of you? Okay. I know it's probably not a PC title for a show these days. They'd never get away, it, get away with that these days. It would offend a lot of people. But it was a great show, okay? It was a great show about weight loss, transformation, all that. But so being the nerd that I am, when I find a show that I like, I do internet deep dives. And when we do an internet deep dive on The Biggest Loser, you find that there's a secret to how these people lost all that weight. See, on the show, they just show them eating clean. And then they show the big moments, like going up the mountain, right? Pushing a tire up a mountain. Right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I lost 400 pounds. <laughs> the secret to it, though, is that when the cameras were off, nearly every minute of the day they had those people on treadmills walking slowly. Not, and it wasn't even fast. It's just like a slow, just keep moving. Just keep going. And when they kept moving, when they kept moving, when they kept moving, they saw progress. The same is true of your faith. You have to keep moving. You have to keep acting on what you've heard. You are consuming content. You, you, I'm telling you right now, you are consuming more content than most generations of all human history. The issue is not content. The issue is not you've got the wrong Bible study. The issue is not you've got the wrong book. The issue is not you go to the wrong church. The issue is not that you listen to the wrong preacher. I'm telling you, the issue is that you don't act on what you're doing, on, 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 on what you're hearing. You got to move. You got to grow. You got to go, right? You need content, good content that convicts you, 
And then you need next steps. You need to act on what you have heard. Now, that's what it takes to grow. Almost. The problem is, you've been here before. Like right now, you should be having deja vu. You should have that weird feeling like, have I been in this room with these people listening to this sermon before? You should have deja vu. You've been here before. All right. You've had times in your life when you have received content that motivated you to take a next step. Uh, you, th- there was a time when you went to the doctor and they said, hey, we did the blood work and uh, you got some really high cholesterol. That's some content. And it compelled you to take a next step. The doctor said, hey, you got you, you to stop eating so much bacon. <laughs> you love bacon? Yeah, I figured. Your cholesterol shows it. Right? <laughs> that's, some, that's some content and that's the next step. Right? You got called into your boss's office at one point. And they said, hey, here's some content for you. You did not meet your sales quota for the quarter. And so here's your next steps. You got to get better at your job or you're not going to have a job. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, you've been looking for a new job for the past three months, right? You've, you've had content and you've been compelled to take next steps. But, you, but that, that, those two things alone have not always led you to spiritual growth. There's something that gets in the way. Content convicts you. It leads you to take a next step, but then something gets in the way. I'm telling you, it's that, it's that thing that you're sitting on right now. That big old lazy butt. <laughs> Same here. You know what you're saying. Come on, you got the content. You know what you're, you know, you know, you know, you know. And you know what you're supposed to do with it. And then, I mean, come on. There's a reason we watch The Biggest Loser. We're not on The Biggest Loser. <laughs> it's great to eat the Cheetos and watch the people do the thing, but I ain't about to actually get up and do the thing. Are you kidding me? We're lazy. That's why it's, it's actually not the complete formula. If you want to grow spiritually, it's about content plus next steps. And then once you know what you're supposed to do, what you need more than anything is accountability. You need some people around you who can encourage you, who can pray for you, who can lift you up, who can call you out, who you can depend on. You need some accountability in your life. I'm telling you, this is why I said we're doing this today because we have groups launching. You need to join a group. You need, and, and, and if it's not a Peak City group, okay, you need to go home and talk to your spouse and say, hey, let's have some more intentional conversations. Or you need to get some coworkers together and say, hey, like, I, need, I need people around me. You, need, you cannot grow spiritually alone. You will have all the aspirations in the world to grow, but without people around you, you will not make it because your soul was not created to grow alone. You were created to, to, to be in community with other people, you need content. And this is, the, again, this is the formula. This is the whole, that's what I told you. It's not, it's not complicated, it's simple. This is the whole formula for spiritual growth. It is content plus next steps plus accountability. Content plus next steps plus, and that's it. That's all it takes to grow. And like, I, I've seen it too many times, guys. I've been, I've been leading groups in churches for 10 plus years on the same formula and every single time I've led a group, I've seen spiritual growth happen in the group in spades. And I'm telling you, I only use two, like when, when I lead a small group of people, I only use two questions, all right? I use two questions. I use, the, the first question is, what is God saying to you, right? That's some content. You listen to a sermon, you read a book, you read the Bible. And so I get together with, with some guys and I say, hey, what's God saying to you? And then we say, what is your next step? That's it. <laughs> And those two questions fill up the entire hour, the entire two hours. We could go on and on and on and on. Let's just, let's just take last week's sermon, for example. All right? um, last week, Jody Hickerson, uh, Jody Hickerson was here, guest preacher. How many of you love Jody's message? Wasn't that incredible? It was awesome. Also, she rapped in the middle of her sermon. 
I'm like, I'm not bringing in any more guest preachers that show me up like that. It's not fair. So you can tell me you were going to do that. But like Jody's message, right? Let, let, let's just say that, for example, if, 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 if I'm leading a, a group, I've got some people that I'm bringing together because I need people in my life. I would go into that group and I'd say, all right, guys, you heard the sermon last week. Jody preached on the woman at the well story. And, you know, some of our main points were like, you know, Jesus knows our deepest thirst. Jesus can redeem any life. I mean, there's some powerful points in there. When, when you listen to that, what was God saying to you? Throw the question out. And in, in, in every group setting, there's always a period of silence, the awkward silence. Someone's got to be the brave one to break the dam so the floodwaters can come. But eventually some guy is going to say, man, Petey, I just feel like when she said Jesus can redeem any life, I feel like I was so convicted in that moment, but I was also so filled with hope, right? Like, you know, I, I just feel like I've not been the husband or the father that I need to be recently. Work's been just crushing me and I, I, I just know I've been letting my family down. But I've also, I just, I just felt this hope because Jesus can redeem any life. He can redeem my life. He can redeem how I failed as a dad and how I failed as a husband. I'd go, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's content, right? What's God saying to you? I'd go, okay, based on that content, now the follow-up question is, what, what are your next steps? What are you going to do with that thing you just felt God saying to do? What are your next steps? He's going to sit there for a second. And he might say something like, I, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it, but I mean, maybe... Maybe I should have a conversation with my wife today and just confess this to her. And maybe I should have a family meeting where I bring the kids together and I just say, hey, I've not been the dad and husband that I need to be and I'm committing to you guys that I'm going to be better. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, like, like I lead our family in prayer for the first time ever. Maybe we, like we say a prayer together. I don't know. Man, that's awesome. Next steps, right? Next steps. And I go, okay, man, that's awesome. So you feel like God's saying you've not been the husband and father you need to be. But Jesus can redeem that situation. And then the next step you're going to take is you're going to have a conversation with your wife and your kids. And you're going to own it and apologize. You guys are going to pray together as a family. My gosh, that's incredible. All right, group, what are we going to do? We're going to encourage him. We're going to text him throughout the week. We're going to pray for him. And then, hey, next week when you come back, let us know how it went. That's it. That's spiritual growth. Because here's the deal. Even if he doesn't do it, <laughs> even if he chickens out, right, next time we get together, He's like, I said, hey, man, how, how'd it go last week with that conversation with your wife, with your kids, praying together? I didn't do it. I didn't do it, chicken out. Okay, that's all right, that's all right, that's all right. Grace, grace, there's, there's forgiveness for that. Let's back up, though. You said you feel like you weren't being the husband and father you're supposed to be, but that Jesus can redeem that. You still believe that? Yeah, 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 I still believe that. Cool. So then you said that you feel like you're supposed to take that and you're supposed to have a conversation with your wife and your kids and maybe pray together for the first time. You still feel that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So guys, what are we going to do this week? We're going to pray for him. We're going to encourage him. Next week, let us know how it went. It's accountability. It's not hard. Spiritual growth is not hard. If you would put yourself in an environment with other people and just ask these basic questions, go from content to next steps to accountability, you would see growth. You would not just be someone who listens to the word. You'd be someone who does it. And you'd see tangible fruit in your life. It's not... It's not it's not complicated. It's simple. But simple ain't always easy. Can I have a, can I have a little, little real talk with, a moment with you? I hope you don't look down on me afterwards. I said some things last service in this, in this moment. I, I'll say this, this one too. But as I was saying, I'm like, well, I cannot believe I'm saying this right now. <clears throat> real talk though. Um, as I was preparing this message, I remembered something that I said to you guys last summer. 
And I've said it more than last summer, but I said it last summer here for sure. Um, I think I said it back in the COVID days when we were all online and nobody was watching anyway. So I said it to the, the worldwide empty web. Um, but, but I've said this multiple times that I will never ask you guys to do something that I am unwilling to do. I feel like that's when preachers get in trouble. Right? Preachers get in trouble when they start preaching messages that they, that they personally aren't living out. That's a, that's a pharisaical, hypocritical, hypocritical thing to do. So I'll, I'll never do that, right? I, I'll never ask you, you guys to give if we're not giving. I'll never ask you guys to serve if I'm not, I'll, I'll never ask that from you. I got to this message and I wrote it. I was ready. I gotta be honest with you though, this is gonna sound so bad. I don't really wanna join a group. I don't. How's that for your motivation on Grow Sunday? <laughs> Everyone join a group. However, I do not want to. <laughs> I don't. Um, you know, be honest with you, I'm just like, I know this will relate to many of you. I'm just tired. Whew. These past two years for all of us, I know I'm not the only one. Just tired. I, I don't know what it is. Like, and maybe you can relate to this. I, the, again, <laughs> gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Just don't, don't look down on me. Um, the thought of starting new friendships and meeting new people sounds exhausting. How's that for being a pastor? You love people all the time. You, come on now. That was the moment. That was the moment that it dawned on them. What church am I at right now? They put this guy in charge? I was talking with a friend this week, had coffee with him. And we were talking about church stuff. And he, um, he said, Petey, I, and he, he had no idea what I was about to preach on. He had no idea what I was going to say today. He was like, Petey, I just got to tell you, man, I know God wants more for me. I know he wants me to grow. I know he wants me to be more connected at church. I know it. I know I, I can feel it. But man, I, I just don't have it right now. I'm just tired. And I know I should do it, but oh, I'm just not feeling it right now. I was like, yeah, me too. Same from the lead pastor of the church. There's something about the past few years. I was thinking about this last service in the separate conversation I'm having in my head while I'm preaching to you guys. There's something weird that happened over the past couple of years where like COVID destroyed all of our friendships, all of our connections, all of our community, and it exhausted us from making new ones. And that's a tight spot to be in. That's a pickle when you've lost friendships, but you don't have the energy for new ones. And I think we're all in it. But um, as I'm preaching this message, as I thought through that reality that I will never ask you to do something I'm not going to do, and I don't say this to, to boast or to brag or anything like that, I'm just telling you, I, I'm going to make good. I have made good on that commitment, and I ripped the dang Band-Aid off this week, and I texted the seven, eight guys I've had on my heart to start a group with for the past six months, and I finally put a date on the calendar, and I sent it out, and I'm not happy about it, but we're doing it. <laughs> okay? Because sometimes you just got to rip the band-aid off and do the thing you know you're supposed to do. And, and you, are, you won't feel it. You won't feel like doing it. But you know you need to do it. Right? And I know, I know, I know, I know that so much has changed. 
because of COVID. I know this pandemic has turned the whole world upside down and so many of your jobs and your relationships and your lives have just changed entirely. But you know what has not changed? The pandemic has not changed at all the way your soul was created. The way God made your soul to function, the way God created your soul to grow, the pandemic did not touch it. Your soul is the exact same as it was in 2019. And it grows the exact same way. And that's why the author of Hebrews, I love Hebrews chapter 10. He says it like this. He says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, not giving up meeting together, not giving up the the gathering of people that can help sharpen us, but instead encouraging one another. That's how your soul was created to grow. You need other people. It's not complicated. It's simple, but simple is not always easy. And, and man, I just feel like as I was preparing this message, as I was getting ready to say all that to you guys, I think it's no coincidence. And you know, Joseph and I didn't even draw it up like this, but we sang that song earlier today, that new song, Same God. I'm like, man, isn't that amazing that we come in here today and God puts on my heart to share with you guys that I'm just tired, I'm not feeling it and don't have the strength I feel like I used to have, don't have the energy I feel like I used to have. And, I, and as soon as I said, I saw like so many head nods in, the car, in, 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 in y'all like, oh yeah, yeah, me too, cool. So it made me feel better, right? But isn't it crazy that we're singing this song about I'm calling on the God of Jacob? And you may not know the Bible that well, and that's okay, you're in the right place. Jacob spent years running away from the mistakes he had made in the past, trying to outrun the consequences of his sin. And he was exhausted. And God refilled his strength, refueled him with exactly what he needed. He carried him through it. It says, says, I'm calling on the God of Moses, right? We sang that. Moses, who led the Israelites through the wilderness for 40 years, aimlessly wandering. He was exhausted. He was tired. He was depleted. And yet that same God gave him what he needed. He, he refueled him. He restored him. He, he renewed him. I'm, I'm calling on the God of David, who had the highest of high mountaintop moments and the lowest of low failures. And in the lowest of low failures, that same God met him and picked him up and restored him and carried him through this life. I'm calling on the God of Mary. Mary, who gave birth to Jesus in a manger, lived life in poverty, and then watched her son, watched her son grow up and become the most loved and most hated man in his day, and watched him murdered on a cross so that you and I could be forgiven and free. That same God gave Mary what she needed to endure, what she needed to persevere, what she needed to stay on course. This is the same God. This is the same God. His name is Jesus who, who lifted a cross, carried it up a hill and suffered and died for you. He was emptied and yet he was filled. This is the God who's alive and he's in this room right now. And so man, if you're not feeling it, if you know that God wants more from you and you just can't find it within, you just need to say that to God. You just need to say that to him. Confess that to him. And he's happy to come and meet you where you are and to give you what you need. He's happy to give your soul what it's lacking, what what the pandemic has robbed from you. He's happy to meet that need and to bring you back to a place and put you back on a path to grow and become the man or the woman that God has created you to be. So I just wanna give us the chance to corporately confess that to God. Um, We'll have a time of decision here in just a second. In first service, it was nearly every hand in the house was raised, it was wild. but I want us to do that. I want us to just have a time of confession to God and then ask him to, to do in us what he's done for people for thousands of years. So would you stand with me to your feet? It's a time for you to 
block out everything else that's going on. Focus on what God has for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed in the room. This is to create privacy for your, the people sitting next to you. If you know that God wants more for your life, if you, if you know that, that he wants you to grow into more than what you currently are, but you know that you just don't have it in you right now, you feel tired, you feel empty, you feel beaten up by this world, but you wanna confess that to God and you wanna ask him to come and fill you again, to restore your heart, to restore your strength. If that's the confession and the request that you wanna present to God right now in this private moment between you and him, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. Nearly every hand in the room up right now, it's amazing. You can put your hands down. Let's pray that together. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we trust that you have got so much more in store for us that because we are not dead, you are not done with us. You wanna grow us. You've got a beautiful picture of what our future is gonna look like with you. And so God, we come before you right now and we say, put us back on the path. God, give us what we need to get back into community. Give us what we need to take the steps that we know we need to take to grow. God, give us energy. God, help us to wake up tomorrow with energy that we didn't even feel like we had before. Help us to wake up with confidence that we didn't feel like we had before. God, help us to to put aside every other temptation of this world and, and accept and embrace what you have for us. You're the same God. You're the same God that's done so much in years past. God, many of us in the room have seen too much to ever doubt you. So God, help us to not doubt you now. We invite you into our hearts. We invite you into our souls right now. Meet us here, Jesus. Speak to us, Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for weekly recordings of Sunday service and follow us on Spotify and Apple Music for weekly audio recordings and podcasts.